1: He's one of our most decorated athletes. He's done it. A Paralympian. I'm such a proud Paralympian, I'm proud of my disability. A podcast host. This
0: isn't a podcast for people with disability, it's a podcast for everybody. An entrepreneur. I've got a consulting firm, I've got a food company, the Dylan Ogre Foundation, I work on radio, I've got my own podcast. And fur father. I never thought a dog would take over my life as much as it is. Hi,
1: I'm Damien Huffnan and welcome to Real Life from Seven News. He's a face and a voice we all know, but how much do we know about the man behind the trophies and the medals? I sat down with Dylan Alcott to find out more about his real life off the tennis court and a note, we recorded this interview just before he announced his plans to retire from tennis in 2022. Dylan, thank you for joining us. Thanks, mate. Good to be here. Now, let's get started because obviously a lot of people know you as a Paralympian. Can you explain your disability?
0: Yeah, so I was born with a tumour uh, wrapped around my spinal cord. That was cut out when I was a couple of days old. So I think I had about 20 operations by the time I was three and a half, which probably wasn't the most fun thing Wow, could be doing. But um, yeah, so I've, I've been a paraplegic ever since then and um, have, yeah, been in a, known nothing different than being in a wheelchair pretty much, so... Um, but, yeah, mate, I, I'm very lucky to be living the life that I live. So I don't, I kind of gloss over it a bit because I, um, you know, it doesn't really bother me too much.
1: How did you find growing up?
0: Tough. Yeah. yeah well, part, part's awesome. I found um, primary school no dramas, but like early high school struggled a bit just with um, being different, not being able to keep up with friends, had a bit of, of trouble with bullying, um, a few things like that, which made it pretty hard for me, mate. But, um, you know, I'm almost kind of glad I went through those tough times because I think it made me a better person in the long run. But, you know, I'm lucky I got over it. A lot of people with disabilities don't. Young kids with disabilities because they might not have that, you know, kids can be brutal and it's hard to get yourself, you know, out of bed every day. And um, I think there probably needs to be more learnings in education around schools around and that about disability because it's kind of untalked about a bit. Um, and hopefully now there's more representation in the media and stuff. That's kind of why i'm passionate about doing what i'm doing to try and change some of those perceptions so especially young people can live better lives
1: i was going to say obviously you being in the public spotlight now uh the paralympics obviously being quite uh, quite a big thing now do you find a lot of kids still struggle uh with you know being different being teased being bullied uh for being
0: just that little bit different for sure i mean it's always going to happen i mean it'll happen to you probably happen to everyone you know but i think when when you're you know, sitting in a wheelchair or you're blind or you've got cerebral palsy or you speak different or you have autism or whatever. It's just another angle that can happen. And, um, oh, mate, it breaks my heart thinking about it, to be honest, you know. So, but hopefully we're, hopefully it's helping. Um, that's why being a good, you know, my purpose in life is not winning gold medals and grand slams, mate. It's changing perceptions so people with disability can live better lives. And that's why I get out of bed. Being a good tennis player is probably the th- 38th priority on my list, mate. Being a good person, good family member, good parent to my dog, um, good partner to Chantel, you know, and then being a good advocate as well. So um, it's, it's – hopefully it's making a difference. You know, that's why even in a very small way, mate, hopefully, you know, helping some people out there.
1: Obviously, sport was something that helped you along the way. What actually got you into it in the first place?
0: I think wanting to be like my brother played a big role, you know. Being it's from Australia – you kind of you have to play sport, don't you? <laughs> Everyone tries to get involved. And, um, I was always the team manager or the timekeeper or some BS like that. And I just got over it. And then when I found Paralympic sport, it was so important to me, not just because of the uh, physical aspect, but the social aspect as well, because I've met people like me. I saw people like me and it was so powerful, mate. It changed my life and I'm forever indebted to Paralympic sport because it Without it, mate, we wouldn't be talking right now, put it that way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You've represented Australia in both basketball and tennis.
0: Do you have a favourite between the two or was it hard? Nah, probably even, I mean, I have to say even otherwise my old teammates or current coach will not be happy. But um, I think winning gold in Beijing with the team was pretty awesome because you're with your teammates, you know what I mean? And they've been through all kinds of dramas to get there, you know, from trauma and all kinds of stuff. But... Um, So that was special. Winning gold as an individual was also pretty special, you know, because you did it yourself. So I really can't split them. But I will say, you know, getting a tan at Wimbledon is probably better than cold basketball stadiums. (laughs) So, uh, you know, at the moment I'm enjoying tennis, put it that
1: way. Yeah, absolutely. What made you split towards tennis rather than
0: basketball? I felt like I lost a bit of that passion for basketball. I'm a firm believer in passion and purpose. And if you don't have passion, you don't have the drive to get better. And I lost that passion. So I, I, I quit basketball to, to get a job in the media. Oh, sorry, to try and get a job in the media. Get it, But then to get, to get a job in the media, you know, I wanted to get, you know, I, I needed to um, look the part and things like that. So I decided to have a hit of tennis. And um, you know what? I just was better than I thought, than I remembered. And I'm pretty glad I made the switch back, put it that way.
1: Well, I was going to say, you've had uh, a stellar few years on the court. It's culminated in that Golden Slam earlier this year. The first male to ever do so, uh, which is big, obviously. How did that feel? Oh, bloody
0: awesome, mate. <laughs> uh, I couldn't believe it. I just did a talk. It's next to... Here's the... Look at that. Boom. There's, yeah. There's the gold from... Um, Amazing. From Tokyo. It's the um, No one's barely seen that, so... I just still can't believe it. Look at me. I can't even talk about it. It's just <laughs> like I think i I was so lucky and grateful that I got to go away and do my job this year and um, a lot of people didn't have that opportunity, you know, so I'm very lucky. and But I will say I um, – it's just I probably underestimate how much heart – like to be up and about every day and not play one single bad match all year took it out of me, you know what I mean? Because if you play a bad match, you lose – you go and slams over. You know what I mean. So, um, but the but you know the, the support during the Paralympic Games, just everyone was just incredible. And uh, you know when I first came back to tennis, there was probably about four people watching me, and three of them were my family. Now you know millions of people watching on TV, full grandstands, and the, the generation before me didn't get that didn't get the recognition they deserve and I'm getting it, and I just want to leave the sport in a better spot for the next generation to come. But, yeah, to be the first ever male in any form, you know, of tennis to win the Golden Slam, pretty crazy, isn't it, when you say it, I can't believe it.
1: Yeah, well, just on that, obviously the Paralympics and Paralympians uh, seem a lot more visible now. It was on commercial TV this year, Seven was broadcasting it. Do you see a lot more visibility from your point of view for Paralympians now?
0: Oh, bloody oath. I mean, we're live on TV every night. Now, that wasn't around when I was a kid, and it should have been. Um, but it's just, you know, and there might have been a few. What I was really pr- happy about the Paralympics is, yeah, you might have known my name, you might have known Kurt Fairley's name, whatever, but now you know lots of names, right? You know lots of names across different sports, which is what they deserve. And I was really proud of the way that my teammates spoke as well. What was coming out of there? I'm redundant now. You don't even need me. Like, they were all bloody incredible advocates for people with disability and um yeah I just I'm such a proud Paralympian I'm proud of my disability and it's just you know it's cemented now as every four years it's going to be in the prime time and people are going to watch mate and it's that's why that's what we've been trying to do for years and it's pretty cool and I think it
1: was great also to see people like Ellie Cole fronting tv ads for the first time and, and getting ambassadorships for companies as well
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I've been so lucky that, you know, I've been doing that for ANZ and 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 to, um, other brands for, for, for years and, and Kia and stuff like that. But, like, I turned on the TV, mate. There was bloody Paralympians everywhere. I didn't even – I didn't get any – where are my ads? <laughs> no one gives a crap about me. And I like, mate, I'm being serious. I loved that. You know what I mean? Like – Ellie, Matty, there's Aria, Curtis, there was um, Jared Clifford, you know, I'm sponsored by Nike. I didn't even get a Nike yet. Mate, Jared, Jared, I thought I was the Nike guy, but Jared Clifford got it, which, you know, I'm only joke. I was so stoked for him, you know. And that's what you need. You can't just have one or two people with disabilities. On, it's, it's not about that. It's about but, – but this permeates greater than sport. Hopefully it means people get employment opportunities, education opportunities, dating opportunities, you know. We represent – something that is pretty special, the Paralympic Games, but it's all about bringing that into everyday life now as well. Talk about going
1: out on a high. Uh, You announced that Tokyo was your last Paralympics. How did you come to that decision?
0: It's just I'm washed up, mate. I'm old. (laughs) I'm I'm almost 31. So, yeah, no more Paralympics. I I knew that was going to be my last. Uh, When it got delayed the year, I definitely knew it was going to be my last. Like I was hanging on. So, yeah, I'm still playing tennis, though. I'll be around for a little bit, but just not won't be making it to um, the um, 2024 games, that's for sure. But, mate, I'll be there in some capacity watching or work, working on TV or something like that.
1: And, of course, you're going to miss out on Brisbane.
0: Mate, I'll be like 42 by Brisbane. That's way too old. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be like losing first round and uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy winning, so I don't want to be that guy that's hanging on, Do you know, just hanging on and and not getting the results done. So, yeah, I think I've you know, I've got a lot of other things that I do, my consulting company, GSA, where we educate people about disability, um, my foundation where we help young kids with disability achieve their dream. I'm really enjoying all that stuff and it's all the media work, it's hard spinning all the plates at once. So I've got to start looking after myself.
1: Well, hopefully Seven's a broadcaster by then as well and we can bring you on board and you can be a commentator.
0: Bloody oath, mate. I'll be ready. Absolutely. When when
1: do you think that you will retire from playing tennis overall? Don't
0: know. Don't know. Um, What I do know is I've still got a bit left in me and and I enjoy it. Um, But, you know, I I love the Australian open. And my my last Aussie Open was in front of no crowds, you know. It sucks. So um, we'll we'll see what happens after this one. But, mate, I'm just – I don't get too far. I used to get ahead of myself and it used to get me into trouble now. Just got to keep improving every day and, and, and just bloody enjoy life, to be honest. I'm so lucky to be doing what I'm doing, mate. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens. You've
1: touched on it already, but what do you get up to when you're not competing? Because obviously there's training, but uh, you mentioned the the charity and that before. Do you have a job? Do you study? Like what do you get up to outside of the tennis arena?
0: Mate, I do everything, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't sleep much. Uh, yeah, so I've got a consulting firm called GSA where we – Educate people about disability. We've got 50 consultants and they've all got a disability. How cool is that? Wow. Um, we've got a, uh, I've got a food company called Able Foods where we do ready-made meals for people with disability on the NDIS. Got the Dylan Altgardt Foundation. I work on radio. I've got my my own podcast called Listen Able where we highlight and profile the lives of people living with or affected by disability. And it's not a podcast for people with disabilities. It's a podcast for everyone to try and change perceptions um, you know, brand ambassador for a lot of different organisations. I'm I'm really lucky you're doing what I'm doing. Mate, I've just become a dad as well. Really? Um, yeah, to my dog sauce. Oh. Yes, come on. A fur baby. A fur baby, yeah. He's um we got him, he's a COVID baby, but he's a beautiful boy. Um he's about he's about a year and a half, he's a mini dash hound. Um and mate, I am he's he's more famous than I. am. we just partnered with um the Nosh project, which is human grade food. For dogs. So we were really worried about, you know, we really want to look after him. And I feel like a bit of a cop out because I, I look after what I eat, right? I'm an athlete. I want to do the same for my dog. So yeah, we partnered with um, Pet Barn and the NOS project. So um, you can eat this food, human grade food. I think it's got like 27 nutrients in it that, that dogs can. And he's, he he scoffs it down, mate. He bloody wow. He's, uh, mate, he's been a great addition to the family. So, uh, one, I can't remember the name, Sauce. Great name, I reckon, for a sausage dog. Um, but yeah, me and Chantel—he pretty much runs our life these days. We love him that much, which is pretty cool. I
1: was going to say, does that mean that you can like split a meal with your dog now? A bit of late in the Mate, tramp action.
0: Human great food, you could. So it's uh, it's it's um, made from the same place where they make like restaurant ingredients and all that kind of stuff. So he's uh, uh yeah, I never thought I'd, a dog would take over my life as much as it is. But he's a he's a beautiful boy, and um, yeah, we're we're happy that we're getting him the good stuff with the Nosh.
1: Do I dare ask where the name sauce came from?
0: Well, you can't have a sausage without sauce, can you? You like it? Yeah. yeah. I figured that was okay. I, I was
1: almost going for it like Bunnings.
0: Here, Bunnings. True. No, no, no. no, no. We love him. Um, he's, we walked down the street and people could not give a crap about me. They're like, is this sauce? Like I'm telling you. Like Chantelle's also um, got a great profile. She's a, a sexologist. And um, we walked down the street together. People do not care, mate. It is Everyone goes, is this sauce? Oh, my God, sauce. It's the famous sauce. So, yeah, he's a, he's a good man.
1: All right. Well, as long as you can ride those coattails at some
0: point, that's right. fine. We will. Mate. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm washed up. It's all about the saucy man now
1: you you've talked about uh, your podcast and all that sort of thing it seems like you've got this burgeoning media career there i think you also mentioned that that's what you wanted originally uh triple j's in there hit weekends your own podcast you know is that something that you want to do long term like if we offered you some commentating that sort of thing
0: yeah so um i obviously started commentating on seven when they used to have the tennis and i'm on nine now commentating and um you know i love that kind of stuff and um, what, what I what I will say is, you know, I've got TV shows ideas. I've, I've got a, I want to do some acting actually. Um, home and Away, <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> I think we I, can help with that. Yeah, um, I've got, I've got a script a script idea that I'm writing. Can't give too much away. So yeah, there's all these different things that I want to do. So even when the tennis wraps up, I think there will be some more. You know, hopefully, hopefully you'll be hearing more of me. If you don't like me, unfortunately, you will be. But um, uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm, I'm really enjoying the work in the media and stuff that I do, so definitely. So do you ever sleep? It doesn't sound like it. Um, I do. I try, I, yeah, I, I'm a bit nocturnal, but, um, you know, you've got to get busy living because what's the point otherwise? So, But, yeah, I've also got to look after myself. So I've got some decisions to make to you can't keep spinning all the plates at once because you run out of juice. And when you run out of juice, you, you get sick and that, so you got to look after yourself as well, that's for sure.
1: Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with stamps.com. Use code program for a special offer. That's stamps.com code program. Uh you've mentioned your girlfriend Chantel being a sexologist. How did you guys meet and were did that set some high expectations when you got together?
0: Yeah, I was nervous. I was nervous as mate the first time, imagine. She's like the the world leader in in sex, so I was a bit nervous. But um, um she's such a beautiful person, best thing that ever happened to me, to be honest. And um I'm really proud of the work that she does. You know, I'm trying to normalize disability so people can live the lives they deserve to live. And she's doing exactly the same with um sexual health and well-being. And what a what a superstar, you know. And um I'm so lucky she came to my life. We've, you know, been together for years now. And um she, yeah, as I said, mate, it's just the yeah, the best thing that have happened, you know, and um, I'm really proud of what she does in her industry. Was it a book signing that she met you at? Yeah, I met at a book sign, so my book signing, but she <laughs> didn't know no idea who I was. She came and made her, no idea. And then she left, and I was like, Where'd you go? Because I was looking at her. And then she put up a thing on her Instagram saying, Oh, this book talks, this book by this guy Dylan talks about sex and disability. And I was like, Where did you go? You know what I mean? So that was pretty cool.
1: You're pretty open about it, obviously.
0: Do, do you find some people are taken aback by that? Look, we're open about it in the right opportunities. And then, you know, online platforms bring it up all the time. That's not us always bringing it up. But, um, mate, the the hardest part about me growing up in my life was insecurities about my dating life. Easily. Like, I can't even tell. I mean, maybe it was the same for you. It's all the same for all of us. But... It's like times are by a thousand when you have a disability. So, you know, if we can help people by talking about it, we're not going to not. You know what I mean? And if you don't want to read about it, no worries. Just don't read it. <laughs> so, um, but you know, it's important because so many people with disability get left out of the dating pool because people think you can't do it, but that's not true. So, you know, we're going to keep talking about it to 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 normalize it so people get the, the best thing about my life is my relationship, right? Imagine if you never had one because people Mm. think we couldn't. That's not fair. So we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't do it.
1: What is the number one question that you get asked in that area? Because I imagine there's quite a few, and uh, you probably get the same one a lot, but
0: what's something that people ask you a lot? Yeah, it's definitely can you have sex and can you feel it and all that kind of stuff. So everybody can have sex in any way they can have sex. You all have sex differently. That's not what you see online. So no matter your disability, you can do it in whatever way you can do it. You know what I mean? And there's many different ways that you can do that. So that's what we kind of talk about is just like, don't be scared to one, try it if you're disabled. And two, if you're overbodied and you see someone cute at a bar who is blind, who has, you know, um, who is in a wheelchair, has one leg, has a sensitive, a non-physical disability, whatever it is, go up and buy them a drink. Don't be scared, you know, have a crack. Why wouldn't you? You do it with everybody else. So it's about breaking down that taboo. Um, that's why we're comfortable, I guess, asking the questions as well. Lots of people ask me how I managed to pick up Chantel as well, because (laughs) not only only very talented, but obviously
1: very beautiful as well. Absolutely. Uh, I think we should wrap up with um, what is the biggest misconception that people have about people with disabilities overall? Maybe not yourself so much, but just in general.
0: Oh, the biggest misconception is the unconscious bias people have of people thinking that we can't do anything. Can't... uh, uh, Unemployable, undateable, can't have sex, uh, don't work, don't travel, aren't consumers, don't consume media, don't go to restaurants, don't bank, don't do anything. And when you get left out of not only the employment pool, but the consumer pool and the dating pool, what's there left to do? So we need to try and eliminate some of those unconscious biases together. So people can get out and live the lives they deserve to live. That's the number one thing.
1: Absolutely. Well I have to say that like your attitude is amazing, so so positive, obviously so encouraging of all the people around you, uh, teammates, all that sort of thing. So it's been such a pleasure to chat to you and all the best success for what's moving forward, whatever that may be, because I think it's clearly going to be plenty of things.
0: good morning, mate, really appreciate you having me here. Thanks so much. so great to chat to Dylan
1: what a great guy and my thanks to Dylan for taking time out of his busy schedule for that chat we've got more real life stories to tell make sure you subscribe or follow so you get the latest episodes as they're released and you can head to sevennews.com.au forward slash real life for more on these stories as well. For 7 News I'm Damien Huffenden and this has been Real Life